Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our friends online around the world. We appreciate you all being with us as well. Had a chance to interview Dr. Michael Stein with his book, Broke, that really, I think, made us look at not only doctors differently, but also the patients that, that they treat and how they are looked at. His newest book is really introspective and I think really gives us another glimpse of those in the medical profession. It's called Accidental Kindness, A Doctor's Notes on Empathy. We'll talk to Dr. Stein not only about the writing of this book, but what it was like for him to be able to share on some very personal things about his own experiences and feelings and what it's been like for him to see the way that people are responding to that and what he hopes you're able to take away when it comes to showing kindness to others as well. Dr. Stein, hello team. Welcome back to the program. Cyrus, thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. So I want to talk about this experience for you because you are writing books that we would not normally expect from doctors. <laughs> Dr. Stein, as I mentioned, you and I connected with your book, Broke, Patients Talk About Money with Their Doctor. Now you have this book, Accidental Kindness. What has it been like for you to be able to, through your own experiences and now through your books, to, to get people to looking at those in the medical profession differently and, and I think more humanely? Yeah, you know, this interaction we have with doctors, whether it's in their offices or in the emergency rooms or in the hospital, are really, you know, very intimate moments for us in our lives. They're very meaningful. They affect us both very well at times and very badly at times. And I'm I'm just interested in that very fundamental interaction between doctors and patients, both because I am a primary care doctor, and I, of course, have been a patient, and I hear about it a lot from my friends and family about how dissatisfied people are often with the sort of interpersonal moments that they share with these doctors who are really strangers to you in a certain way. And I think that's one of the things that comes through in the book, Accidental Kindness, Dr. Stein, is that, look, this is not something people normally look forward to uh, when it comes <laughs> to going to see a doctor. And I think the conversations are not always looked at as pleasant because they are not always looked at as personal. And that seems to be something different for you. So I want to ask you about that. In Accidental Kindness, I think we were able to see how you're able to get personal with your patients. What has that connection done for you and also done for them and you're helping to care, to care for them? Yeah, well, you know, I think that um, for patients, and I'll talk about myself as a patient and then my experience of myself as a doctor as well, you know, for patients, it's just important to not be seen as a symptom. You are not merely a symptom when you go in and talk to somebody about yourself. It's important for patients to be seen as a whole person, to be recognized as that whole person with dignity, to be heard by somebody who you should be trusting. And, and too often that interaction is just a painful interaction uh, because uh, the doctors uh, don't do at least even the simplest things, which we expect from everybody uh, in our lives outside the medical office, but certainly in the medical office. 
And that those are things like making eye contact and not making a person feel rushed when they're talking and letting the person we're talking to ask questions. Those are sort of the simple utilitarian things that should be happening in human encounters that often don't feel like they happen in medical settings. And so those are sort of the, what I would call the baseline behaviors that lead to kindness. And then these very special moments of kindness or compassion often sort of pile on top of those and that are harder to predict. But if you, if you can't do those things as a physician, you're going to have trouble with your patients. And, and what it feels like from the doctor's side, I can tell you, is that, um, you know, when a patient has those experiences, the doctor feels that they've been trusted and the doctor feels that they've uh, maybe been liked, which is an important thing for some doctors, and that it feels like a, a very touching experience for people. And, and I think kindness is just that, right, which is it's when you admit that a person has come to you with some suffering and you touch that person and they feel touched and in turn you feel touched. And so that's what kindness is because a medical event, serious or less serious, says to people, you know, something has happened to me that's sad and I want to express that to you and I want you to help me. Right. And I think in, in, in helping, there's an understanding. In the actual chapter, Dr. Stein, that's called Accidental Kindness, the chapter 8, you talk about a, a situation that happens there. But also in, the, in talking about a situation with a mother and son, you also give us some a backdrop as to what a, a doctor like yourself deals with. Like you, you know, of course we know there's appointments. You talk about in that chapter about, you know, it, it, normally when it's a new, I think a, a new patient, you, you give them 30 minutes instead of the normal 15 minutes. You're, you know, you normally they don't like that at your office because, of course, that means, of course, the waiting room can get overcrowded. So those are things we don't normally think about, right? We just think about, okay, well, there's a situation. It's going to take as long as it takes when it comes to explaining. In this unique situation you talk about in the book, that's all so fascinating. Um, there were a lot of little things that came up in that conversation. I'm, so I want to ask you, what was that situation like for you to reflect on and the little components that really showed the importance of not only understanding but also kindness? Well, I think you you have a lot of things happening in that question. So let me say a couple of things. First of all, you know, patients go to see doctors. They think the doctors are going to take as much time as they have. The doctor on the back end is often working on a schedule of 15-minute visits. They may be having patients in more than one room at a time that they're shuttling back and forth between. So there's a bit of cross-purposes often happening. And, you know, I think that that's an unfortunate result of the situations of our of our medical system at this point that everything uh, feels rushed such that the doctor really sort of particularizes a conversation with a particular symptom and not sort of that that whole emotional state that the person brings in and and I don't think every visit needs to be a sort of deeply emotional uh, interaction, right? If you go in and see a doctor because you have a sore throat and you don't know this doctor, you know, you don't really need to talk about your your finances or your spouse or what's going on with your kids. 
but I'm interested in these interactions with people where you get to know them over time because most visits, most medical interactions in America are around chronic problems, right? Your asthma, your high blood pressure, your diabetes. It happens over time and you get to know people or you should get to know people. And sometimes in those, what the book is about are those moments where I think I know people and yet I say something that they find uh, particularly helpful to them that surprises me, uh, or I say things to them that are particularly unhelpful and upsetting to them, which surprises me also. So I think just being a person who's curious in a conversation with a person that something, as I said, something sad has happened to is, um, is important. But as you said, there are nuances to this, right? How best to share the truth with somebody, when to share the truth with somebody about uh, their condition, how to give hope, how to make sure you don't give false hope, and to, to, to do all of that sort of freshly with vulnerability, I think, is important, and that's what I try to write about in Accidental Kindness. So in a situation, though, uh, Dr. Stein, like in that chapter where you're, you have a barrier there, in this case it was with the mother, the language barrier, and her son being there to translate, and him wanting to know why you didn't have the records, when they, you know, aren't things done electronically these days. Talk to us about that and, our, and us as patients then, being able to understand that, and also being able to show kindness to those in your profession in situations like that. Yeah, so the chapter that you're talking about was a particularly tricky encounter, right? Uh, an older woman came in to me to see me. I didn't know her well. She was in her 70s. Uh, she had a bit of a language barrier, but, but, but spoke English reasonably well. She came with her very uh, smart uh, son who had his own opinions about things and uh, – she had, she had come in with a, a heart problem. And so the question was for her, you know, what her uh, treatment should be for me. And the, and the issue for this woman was uh, she had an active heart issue, but she also had a family member who was living a long flight away from her who she wanted to visit. She was worried it was going to die. And she had been told by people, well, don't go on that, on that visit to see your sister because, you know, you put your heart at risk. And so the question became, as it often does in these discussions, you know, what is right for this person, right, that, that we think of doctor-patient discussions in the best form in America as sort of a partnership. And that partnership means that the doctor provides knowledge or information or expertise to that person and that that person then speaks about their preferences for the types of care that might be available and then together they decide and in this case the woman's son wanted to decide for her and his argument was well she needs this immediate care right now and I've been told that that's the case so Dr. Stein what do you got to say about it and why don't you just give her the treatment? And my attitude was, well, let's hear her out because my loyalty is to her at that point, and let's be respectful of what she might want and let's not overpower her and then try to understand um, in place of overpowering her what might be a sort of compromise that speaks to what her care preferences are 
and what sort of the immediate needs are to keep her alive, which is obviously important. All of this talk about kindness, by the way, you know, it has to be based on the fact that, you know, the doctor is competent. That is, who cares if the person's nice to you if they have no idea what they're doing, right? So I, right. all of the things that I write about here have the assumption, which, which patients, of course, don't know at the time, whether their doctor is competent to sort of take care of their problem and do things in a way that's sort of consistent with the best care. So in this case, the best care was unclear. It was a gray area and therefore became a preference for this person. And part of the visit that you're talking about was a negotiation between us. And it was one where I happened to take the side of the mother sort of against the son. She was my patient and they were disagreeing. And that turned out to be a fine decision. Um, sometimes I, you know, step into it and don't always make the right uh, choice or misunderstand what people want. So that's part of the art of this business. Yeah, yeah. So, Dr. Stan, what was your hope? Because you begin the book by talking about in, in situations where you yourself have made missteps when it comes to patients. What is your hope, though, that we as the reader – remember from accidental kindness, especially when we come to thinking about ourselves and the way that we treat others? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I, I think that as patients, we want to uh, do our best to get some sense of the competence of our doctor. And if we think that they're incompetent, that's the first problem and you need to move on. And that's more easily done when your condition is a chronic condition, right? So if you go in and you need surgery and, you know, you're in such pain that things need to be done immediately, then we're, we're more at the sort of um, beck and call of the, of the doctor who we're, we're seeing. But beyond that, I think we need to sort of understand that kindness is as important as intelligence in our doctor, and that over time, assuming that our doctor is uh, competent, as I said, that kindness is going to very much matter to us and, and to, I think, the outcome of our illness, as lots of studies have shown. If we believe in this doctor, um, you know, feeling around us and expressing those feelings around us, that's a very important piece. And um, and I think for doctors, it's important for us to keep that in mind, right? Um, you know, Martin Luther King said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? If you ask yourself this daily, you should be able to answer well. And so that's what doctors need to do with each patient. They need to think, you know, what am I doing for this person in a way that's most helpful to them? And I think that it's a tricky dance at sometimes, but that um, patients need to sort of hold their doctors accountable and say, sit down, talk to me, explain, take your time, and don't rush off to see something. And, and that, that that's not an unreasonable thing for us to ask for. And if the doctor can't do that, I consider them uh, unkind and need to be uh, moved away from if possible. And this is not always possible, right? People, um, as we talked about when we talked about broke, don't have the time, the energy, the money to sort of get another opinion or seek another uh, care provider. But if one can, 
I think it's important if you judge that um, your suffering is not being taken seriously. It's a great conversation, Dr. Stein. I'm so glad we have you back to discuss it. Again, everyone, Dr. Michael Stein has been our guest. Accidental Kindness is the new book, A Doctor's Notes on Empathy. You can get it through our friends at Amazon.com. It's published by the University of North Carolina Press as well. Dr. Stein, how can our audience stay connected with you? Well, they can go to my website, michaelsteinbooks.com. There's a contact line. Write to me. I'd love to see you uh, see what people think about this book or any of the other books that I've written about um, these kinds of subjects, and uh, I answer very quickly. So go to michaelsteinbooks.com or pick up a copy of uh, Accidental Kindness and uh, give me your feedback. I'm really, really interested in what people say. All right, Dr. Stein, congratulations to you again. Glad to catch up with you again. Looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks so much. Have a good rest of the you as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.